The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild Welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Royal United Podcast. Thank you all for being with us today. We're back. Football's back. Proper football. We're prepared to see us talk about uh, domestic Royal United football as the first Yorkshire derby of the season is upon us. And it's Huddersfield Town uh, with a couple of subplots in there for good measure. We will go through all the news that's happening from uh, from Royal United, which obviously is not much because it's an international break. And we'll preview the game itself. Mick, how are you doing? I'm all good, mate. Thank you very much. Are you? I'm very, very good. Very, very good. Tom, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, work's t- taking me a bit aback. I didn't realise nine to five was actually this tiring, but apparently it is. <laughs> they might, yeah. Tom, only another 50 years of it left. I was going to say, I only <laughs> learned that a lot of apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. What I will start by saying is, we have had a busy night tonight. Um, me and I've seen Mick and Tom tonight more than I've seen my own family this evening. We have just <laughs> finished in the last half an hour, just finished speaking to Hakima Dufin. Um, he was lovely, <laughs> he was such a yeah, lovely guy. Um, that was sh- all being well, someone just fell on it. All being well, that will be out Friday evening. So, well, it, the idea is to release the I chat with the Dufin on Friday evening and then the, and the audio podcast. We'll be real Saturday morning, same style as as, as, as the sort of preview shows. Um, it's a perfect listen on the drive to Huddersfield. Um, <laughs> it's about fifty-five minutes. How long does it take to Huddersfield? Make about just under an hour. Well, you've got to find somebody to park and all, aren't you? So <laughs> it's the it's the perfect length to drive to, to drive drive to West Yorkshire. Um, Boys, you want to talk it up any more than I already have done? No, no, he's he was lovely, really nice guy, really good. Top man, 
Absolute yeah. top man. I have realised now, and I well, might as well say it now because we're everybody's going to find out. We, we didn't ask him about his contract situation. We were told to ask him about his contract situation. So don't expect that question because we didn't ask it. I forgot. Um, well, we asked, you can pop, pop it in the chat. I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> yeah, thanks. What's that mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's out Friday, Friday night, and now yeah. As well, oh, as we do with many things on this show, we highly recommend it because uh, <laughs> it's a good chat. It's a yeah, good yeah, chat yeah, by good guy. Tonight we have Sarah Ogden with us, Connor Simpson, Aaron the bus driver, Steve Grundy, Kim Haywood, Chris Nichols. Hi from Australia. International breaks are shocking. Yeah, <laughs> here they are. Uh, Shelley says it'll be strange seeing Ben Wiles' opposition show. Yeah, it will. We'll come on to that. Uh, what from fans says proper football is back. Yes. yes. Let's start though with. I'm not sure quite it's breaking news, but it's news that's been broke today by Paul Davis. Um, Aaron, the bus driver, says Cafu for a contract extension, potentially. Mm. Um, now, there's obviously... Cafu's had a great start to season, Mick. Um, mm. he, he hasn't hit his heights yet, I don't think. There's still more to come. Mm. But we've got a hell of a player on there. And there, it turns out, Matt Tiller said there's an option. There's an option for us to extend Cafu's <laughs> contract. So, essentially, we've got Cafu on, on his bit... As soon as he's injury-free... Mm. Basically, a two-year contract. That yeah. is, that's great business. Absolutely is, yeah, absolutely. Because if you know, if he has a good season this season, we we might be able to catch in on him. You know, even with uh, well, thirty, you know. Yeah, well, possibly, yeah. Good point. Yeah, we'll keep him. I'm happy to keep him anyway, one way or another. Um, he's, he's a cracking player, isn't he? Um, and he's 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 been um, instrumental uh, in in the performances that we put in this season so far, and given the fact that he's not really played for two seasons, yeah. he's only going to get better as uh, as he starts to get more and more match fit. So, I mean, it's great news and it's good business. It's really good business on uh, uh, on, on, on Rotherham United's part, I think, um, to, to get that into the contract there. We're obviously paying him a decent wedge in terms of wages. We're going to be given, given where he's come from. Um, so, you know, Tony Stewart's pushed the boat out there. So I think it's right that... Um, that clause has been put in there to give us that option. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's not. It's also potentially a protection for us because right, you're right. Mix right, mix right. What you're saying, Tom, that Cafu will be on a fair whack. So if we sign him on a two-year contract and we got relegated, and he's on hmm. fifteen grand a week, we're going to yeah. be in a bit of trouble. So I think it's it's I think it's smart business from both sides to have that extension clause for a guy of his age and the money is probably on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone was surprised when it, the news came out that we did have an option to extend it, mm-hmm. which just goes to prove, you know, how good that deal is. Um, obviously, it's if we stay up, but, you know, like Mick was saying, <clears throat> he's only just uh, starting to play his football again. He's only going to get better. And from what we've seen of him already, a load of fans of um, calling him, you know, fan favourite already. Mm-hmm. If he can keep getting better on that and his set pieces are just, Fantastic! If we can keep that up all season, if if he stays fit, then uh, we've got a right player for the next couple of years. Mm, yeah, we have absolutely. Shelley says let's extend it now and not wait while it's too late. <laughs> Could do, but I think there's other, those issues of potential injury and potentially League One are the other reasons that probably stop us from doing mm. that. Uh, John Wells with us says it's a shocking day. So Mick, keep this humorous to cheer him up. Oh mate, no pressure, Mick. If you're relying on me to cheer you up, mate, you must have had a bad day. <laughs> um, let's go through a couple of injury things again, which is all from the press conference today that's been confirmed. Um, 
So Adolphin and Kelly are fitness. They're they've been training on grass since what Matilda's said, um, mm. which is big news, mate. Because Adolphin it gives you that that other option. You could if we started Adolphin on Saturday, nobody would bat an eyelid. But it, no. based on the three that played against Norwich and his fact he's been injured, he'll probably start on the bench. That is a, that is a great option to have the, for the have off the bench. And the same thing with Georgia. If we get Georgia on bench. That is mm. another different type of player you've got to try and change the game. Because that's what we struggle to do with in depth is, is change the game in-game. And those two players are perfect for that kind of thing. Well, I mean, you said that. We, we managed to change it against Leicester, didn't we? Not for the better, but we managed to change it with the substitutions. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. You're absolutely right. And um, it's interesting that, you know, uh, give it sort of six, 12 months ago, if, if you'd have said that, Either starting and well, starting and keep it off in nobody about an mile. You, you know, you wouldn't believe that a year ago, but right now, the way he's performing and the way he's uh performed this season, and, and given the fact that he's been playing that bit further forward, um, yeah. you're right, absolutely, nobody will bat an eyelid, uh, not at all, uh, because he is he's just been phenomenal. So, um, and, and Georgie will do what Georgie does, won't he? <laughs> you know, Georgie will score you a goal. It'll look, it'll look a bit gangly and everything else, but he is something different to yeah. uh, to, to what we've got. So uh, it's a good position to be in. We've got Jamie Lindsay coming back as well from injury, you know, so it yeah. is starting to take shape now in terms of that injury uh, treatment room. Hopefully no, there's nobody else filling it up after Saturday. Uh, well, that, won't we? Pel- so again, this surprise, Peltier is close to being back to fitness, which yeah. I... When- when he did it, Matt Tiller said it was a significant injury. And I, mm, I, yeah. that was multiple months. It's been a month, less than a month, or just over a month. So, yeah, it, that's, that's it's interesting because as, as, you'll, listen, as you'll hear when, when, we, when, when you listen to the Hakeem Adolphin uh, interview, one of the first things we asked him about, you asked him about Matt, was his injury. And I, I'd like to have delved a little bit deeper into it because he came off at Sunderland at the precaution. Um, it's, it's what he said, and you know, it, it, it feels like an injury is not necessarily an injury as we would see it, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Is that, I don't know whether that makes sense. So it's kind of um, all precautionary a lot of the time, whereas it would appear that, that Lee Peltier's was an injury as we would assess mm. it as an injury, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, maybe that is what clusters. A serious injury, you know. Just, I, I'm not making any sense, am I? I'm talking around in circles. But no, I, don't, I know, I know what you mean. So, what we what we we say injury is a, is a hamstring tear or yeah, or a, yeah, or something. Yeah. Whereas these are because there's different grades, and and, and, and I, I understand course. what you mean. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody else will, but I understand what you mean. No, me, understands what that means. Yeah, it's it sounded um, like it, you know. It, it, I, I think they're taking more care as well with the amount of injuries we had last season and. The, the early onset that we're getting, um, that we started this season with, I think they're taking a lot more precaution. So even if it is, you know, a, a slight tweak or a, or a, you know, this, that or the other, I think they're taking a lot more precaution with it and just not rushing them back as quickly as they maybe would have done last mm. season, um, which in the long run builds that builds their strength, their strength yeah. and condition up as well, which I, I, I think it's the best way to go. And it, and it, you know, I know that earlier on in the season, we, we spoke a lot about strength in depth and and mm. the lack and the lack thereof, but I think 
currently, if you look at it and and you say if we if we if we put uh, hacks back in, it, nobody but would nobody would bat an eyelid. Um, you, you're absolutely right, but in the same breath, if he's if he's on the bench, I don't think anyone bats an eyelid either because mm-hmm. that's you know that is how good the midfield are playing at the minute. So you know it's all about maintaining it as well as trying to actually um, you know make sure that the best squad is playing. Mm. Yeah, um, it's also reported that Grant Hall's had another setback. Um, I don't know, again, no, no, no details as far as I've seen about the circumstances of that or what that is, but that's a shame. That's a crying shame for him. It's a crying shame for the team because he's another experienced head. It's, it's an experienced because we've got Sean Morris and Tom who is experienced and is, he does what he does. Grant Hall's experience is a diff, but he is a different type of player. I think mm. Grant Hall would work I mean, if you know if Bartelaki came out. Grant Hall's a perfect replacement to come into that back four, where Sean Morris mm. might not be, because it's potentially a big blow if Grant Hall's out for another period of time. Yeah, it, it is a big blow. It's not. It's not. You know, it's um, it's it's tough because when the injury first happened, it was I believe it. Who, who was it pre-season? Was it Borra? No, it was later than that one. It, it was uh, anyway. It was you know he was he was looking back to his full fitness, mm. full strength. Uh, injuries behind him and it was a slight you know mm. like like I was saying before precaution kind of thing and then you know a month and a half two months later and we're still talking about him not being back and not even on the grass not even looking like he's um he's going to be playing so it's a shame and you just think where does it go from here is it going to be a case <laughs> this time six months are we going to be talking about Hall anywhere near the squad or is it going to be another injury or is it because I, I love him i think he's a great footballer i think he gives humphreys and blackett a run for their money in terms of who you're starting um but currently you know it's it's hard to see him not just getting back into the team but getting back into a consistent run in the team and yeah. and then you look at you know uh morrison's probably ahead of him at the minute so it, it's it's tough. It, it really is, and um, I understand the risk completely when when we signed him, and I yeah. fully agreed with it. I think a lot of fans weren't so sure. It's, it's easy saying that now, but at the time, I think a lot of fans were quite ready for the risk. Uh, clearly, it's not paid off just yet, but you know he's um, he's a fantastic player. So if you can manage to stay fit post Christmas, um, hmm. I think. I think it'll be it'll be good for him, but like you said, it's a setback for not just the club but him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, yeah, I just want to pick up that Jamie Lindsay and Fergie. Uh, Paul Davis reports that they're both still pretty far away. I don't know if Lindsay had another setback. I know Fergie's obviously his constant problem. I think I think it's a hernia that he played through last season. Um, I'm good to Fergie. I think he's such a useful player to have as, a, as one of that front three. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously the left hand side of the front three. It was it was brilliant at that time last season yeah. uh, in that in that really front three. So that's a shame. But we, we move on. Sadly, sadly for them. Um, Luca Wildgoose wants to know, Mick, how would you compare the current midfield we have now to the one that started last season? You can see how the rebuild has gone. I mean, last season we were sat here going, "Mama, oh my god, we've got Dan Barless, we've got Ben Wiles, we've got Ollie Rathbone. What a new, what a midfield this is." Mm. And now we're sat here going. God, we've got Catholic with Italian accent yeah. <laughs> there as well. It's it's difficult to compare, but is that an upgrade? <laughs> Time will tell, won't it? Time will tell. <laughs> Ever um, the option. Caught as a cop out. Yeah. Well, let's let's be realistic. Yeah, you're going to compare Cafu and you're going to compare Ben Wiles. I would argue. Um, 
Cafu at the moment has more to his game than Ben's had for the last couple of seasons. Unfortunately, yeah. for, for for a number of reasons, obviously the injuries that he's had, yeah. um, and the sort of much talks about head turning that that appears to have gone off. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever that is, yeah, I think yeah. more probably injury than anything else. Um, so at the moment, I would argue that Cafu is an upgrade on what Ben Wells has been. Is in the last two seasons, not what he's likely to be in future, um, because he's experienced and he's got a little bit more to his game. You know, he's got that yeah. delivery, he's got that pre, that dead ball delivery as well. So, um, arguably an upgrade there. The jury's out on, on Taihi being an upgrade on Ambala, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd, I'd ever, those words had ever come out of my mouth, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, that anybody could be an upgrade on him at our level, you know. Or at a level that we could we could afford, uh, but he's certainly got the potential to 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 do that. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but it's it's certainly comparable, without a doubt. It's comparable. Yeah. It's not um, weaker, is it? No, it's definitely not weaker. And 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 I think if I had to if I had to nail my course to the mast, I'd say it's arguably stronger. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think I added into it, Dan, uh, Tom. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Tom. Um, I am the only person. <laughs> Rathbone's improved. Rathbone over the last twelve months in the yeah. championship has mm. got a significantly better player. So again, yeah. from that point, this is this is this is a better midfield because of how he's grown into this in this into this division. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Some players kind of take the step up and and don't really fulfil what you thought they could. Um, mm. I hate to say it, but i.e. Ben Wiles. Um, but yeah, you look at players like Rathbone, who not only has improved since last season, but somehow has managed to, because last season he, he carried us on his back for, for plenty of games, becoming captain, vice-captain now, um, and becoming, you know, not just a f- better footballer, but a better leader, player, mm-hmm. um, tactician, you know, everything about his game has improved. Um and I think it's due to the players around him as well. I think the the, the better quality players that we bring it. Sorry, there's a flag buzzing around us. Um, I think the better player, the, the better quality players that we're bringing in is is just up in everyone else's game. I mean, I think we we um, we'll see. But we spoke to Hacks about it. Just the, the quality that we're bringing in. Everyone's you know pushing a bit harder, a bit you know faster, a bit stronger, um, just to make sure that their their place isn't in jeopardy. Uh, je- uh, je- Jeopardy, Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> Look, I took it out of you, it, mate? I know. <laughs> and then, but you say that beginning midfield, and then you compare it with the end midfield as well. You've got Coventry, Fossu, and Rathbone, and you think, mm. you know, the 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 upgrade on that is extraordinary. I know that we we lost Wiles through injury, and we lost uh, Barlasa, you know, uh, for the right reasons. I think mm. so. You know, it is it is a it is a process, and I think it's a very good process because there's still Cafu, you know, Rathbone and uh, Thierry is still quite young, still got time to improve. They're both hopefully Rathbone signs this contract, which means that that partnership of them two can last for another, you know, three to four years, uh, mm. permitting. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I think I think it's looking up, and I think if that midfield can stay fit, um. We can we can absolutely compete with any team in this division um, mm. because they they are that good on their days, which has been you know the past four or five games. So we'll see if that consistency can uh, can keep up. 
Julian Morley says, imagine Barlasser in this squad. <laughs> but nobody has an upgrade on him, in my opinion, simply because of his passability. That's fair. I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, no, it, I it's, it's difficult to argue with it, isn't it? You know, you know what my views on Dan Barlasser are as a player and as a bloke. You know, he's, he's just top, absolutely mm. top draw. Um, but obviously, we as a club have moved on and we've now got to look to replace or, or, or refill that role. And, I'm, mm. I'm, you know, Chris Tenney is going to be more than more than mm. capable of filling that role. No, no good question. Absolutely. Um, Shelley says, Mick, and I think it's, I think we've seen this so far this season. Do you think Ti and Cafu will bring more out of Oli? Mm. I think, I think, I don't think Rathbone had to start the season maybe he wanted. I think he's been relatively quiet, but I think he's still having positive impacts on the game. I think his game's slightly different this season so far. Mm. Five games in, you know what I mean? So it's difficult to say it with certainty, but I, I do think he's playing a slightly different game because we're not pressing as much as we were in, in terms of press, press, press. He's having to be a bit mm. smart on what he does and I think we have since his Matt Taylor's coming, never mind Cafu and Ty. I think since Matt Taylor's coming, Rathbone's game has has evolved into a more ball carrying player than he was under one. It has, and uh, it's improved, um, and and he's gonna he's gonna get the opportunity to develop more. I think because because uh, Cafu does some of the work that that Ollie does. You know, Cafu Cafu is more of a um, a combative midfielder than Ben Wilde, for example, who we, who we replaced. You know, so he, he's taking a little bit of that workload off Ollie Rathbone, which is allowing him mm. to show what he's capable of doing with the ball at his feet, what he's capable of doing in terms of picking out a pass, which we know he's we know he could do, but he's never mm. never really been consistently in a position to do that because of his his, his sort of workmanlike um <laughs> I said workmanlike as a you know, he's his terrier like um <laughs> towards the game. Um so yeah and Again, we've, we we uh, yeah we talked about it a couple an hour or so ago. Now you know better players mean and, and Tom's alluded to it. You know better players around within the squad motivate the other players to to develop even further. There's loads mm-hmm. to come from a lot of these players. Ollie Rathbone mm-hmm. being being one of them. So um, yeah yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I, he has changed his role slightly, but. Still an absolute panic backside for players, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Which is what we want from Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Palmer says, is Matt Taylor safe asking for a million pounds again? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's talked about spending money again. Um, yeah. it, to be fair, uh, <laughs> obviously, Tommy cheeked that, but I like that. Again, it, Tom, it's just a way... He's talking about the way a modern football club should operate. Mm. And that, yeah. it sounds... It'd be alien to us because if it, if it has been operating modern, we we just not seen that side of it. And this is how modern football operates. You you you've got to spend a million quid to make ten million play quid on a play, for example. Like he's always said with number. Um, yeah, he's talking the talk. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I don't. Know, we hate talking about the previous management here, but uh, you know, under under the previous regime, I, I think. I, I, you know, I don't think it was ever a case that you would go out and and ask for that much money, whereas mm. Taylor demands it. Um, I think, I, I, I think I, Stuart said that for the first time in as his reign as chairman, he doesn't feel like the boss, which is the way that it should be. Taylor, mm. Taylor is the boss of the football club, and whatever he says essentially goes. And I think with the capabilities that Rob Scott has behind him, I think you're mm. sure by a bet that. 
whoever you do sign, no matter the price, is going to be somebody who is, you know, worth double, triple that in, you know, two, three, four years. I mean, we look at Christ now, uh, Thierry now, and you think, um, how much was it that he cost us? 400? 500k, roughly. 500? And you look at him now against the midfield of Leicester's when you think of Ndidi cost almost costing Forrest 25 million. You think, is there, a, I think I've said it before, but is there a difference? And not just in terms of player, but in terms of price. You look mm-hmm. at Humphreys and, and a couple others. I mean, Barlasser should have gone for more than he was worth if we did our business right. So I think I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for Stuart. And I think that he has gone out now and decided, yeah, we're going to have to spend the money to get the money. Um especially with the, the the money that we got for staying up. Uh, I think that would have been a large part of it. But, you know, he's he's turned around and spent the money that we got for Wiles instantly on a player that we think we can get tr- uh, double, triple for. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is a business at the end of the day, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's a business that hopefully uh, continues to work uh, where we develop players from, from a young age and sell them off for a bigger profit, which then improves the squad a lot more um mm. yeah so i yeah i'm i'm happy that uh stewart is no longer the boss now nah, i came out bad yeah. <laughs> um reg says i think this is true as long as we're not getting financial trouble we're all for it yeah correct as long as we're still in a tight ship uh Paramount agrees with you tom think tillers woke stewart up yeah mm. um i think it's a different relationship mm. i think it's a different relationship because paul warren was in a very difficult position to, to challenge the chairman mm. when he became manager because he's he's essentially come up from being a, 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 a personal trainer, a, 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 you know, a fitness <laughs> yeah. trainer to, yeah. to manager of the club, and and all of a sudden he's trying to negotiate with with the chairman who was who was levels and levels above him. You know, it's a difficult transition, I think, to uh, to, to to make for Paul Warren with the greatest mm. respect. Whereas Matt Taylor has come in as manager. And he's 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 had an interview and he's given the chairman and, and and the board his vision of what he expects and wants to do with the football club. And he's talked about it. He's talked about it many times. You know about trying to shake off this this small club mentality. And I I, I was I kind of smirking to myself as you were talking about him wanting another million pounds. And you know we've got John in the comments from Birmingham and the, and the Watford fan who will probably have a little wry smile. You know that. Yeah, it is us talking about, you know, spending three podcasts talking about the fact we spent a million pounds on a player that nobody's ever heard of, you know, <laughs> and, and 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 I get that, I do understand that, you know, and and that I think that's one of the things that Matt Taylor's talking about, you know, this small club attitude that that we've all got, we've all got it because oh, yeah. we've been a small club for a long time, um, but Matt Taylor doesn't want that, he doesn't like that, and he doesn't see that. And and I think he's 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 sort of instilling that um, ethos on on Tony Stewart and and giving Tony Stewart the confidence that if he does invest his money, he will get it back. And Tony Stewart's nobody's mug. He is yeah. no mug. That man has has made, you know, he's he's made it. Uh, he's he's a, a businessman for however many years and made a lot of money. He knows how to make money. So you know, if he if he feels that investing that amount of money in a player once, twice, or even more uh, is is worth doing, then it's worth doing. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I think if you if I think if you look at teams like Plymouth as well, who spent 
teams like Plymouth. I didn't mean it like that. But <laughs> no, when you look at them spending a million on Whitaker and then a million on Mumba. Mumba? Yeah, yeah. Who are two fantastic players. And not only that, but two players that will go for 10, 15 million in the future because of how, mm. how sought after they will be after one one and a half good seasons in the championship. I mean that Mumba started fantastically well, still twenty-two, I think. And he and he's the sort of player that will leave to a Premier League club for 10 million. And then it, it, it turns around like that instead of, you know, it has to be <laughs> like it's a hashtag already. In already. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> um but I, th- I think that's the model that team teams should run, and I think we have copied them in, in the best way possible. I, I meant it as a compliment. Um, I, I absolutely think that teams should be run in a way that they are looking at a profit, not just in the short term with the quality of players that they're bringing in, but in the long term in, in regards to you know shipping them out again. Because as soon as Nombe signed, everyone thought, yeah, very good player. He'll be here for two years and then might leave for triple what we paid for him and that's okay mm. if that's the way that taylor wants to operate or stewart or the club itself i think i think everyone can be happy with that mm. yeah i think we're all in agreement john Wells says financial uh, just on the comment financial trouble is the worst thing wouldn't wish it on anybody they had 10 years for it we've had uh, two very close calls yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean john john's absolutely right and, and, and like like Barnes, uh, like uh, birmingham we've been in in that same boat, so we, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet there, aren't we? You know, we know what it's like. So, mm. uh, Chris Nichols also said that we stay up this year. I, I'm not, he's, he's quoted the figure of 20 million. I, I, I don't know the exact figure, but it's a significant increase in TV money if you stay up this year. So, again, it is a million pounds now, maybe a million pounds in January. Is that's worth it if you stay up because you can get let's yeah. say 20 million quid. So, it's stupid not to invest, I suppose. Um, yeah, all the right just comes in here. When does Hacks come on the podcast? Tomorrow evening, if anybody's missed that at the start of the episode, our chat with Hakeem Duffin is, assuming I can edit it right between now and tomorrow, which should be fine because there's not much editing to be done. It was great. Uh, mm. That will be out Friday evening on YouTube and Saturday morning for everybody's trip to Huddersfield. I'll probably mention that again at the end episode as well. Um, let's talk more specifically about Saturday. We've got, first of all, do the ref watch. This is an odd one, this one. So the referee is Jeremy Simpson. Um, after Saturday, he will have refed Rotherham United more than any other team in his career. The twenty-second time he's refereed the club. Um, as far as like, there's no major issue. Like, I know, there's no games to look at. We're going, oh my god, this guy's refereeing again. What is interesting is that he refereed both Huddersfield games last season, and now he's got the Huddersfield game <laughs> this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's refed three Rotherham Huddersfield games in a row. That's as interesting as I can make it when it comes to ref watch. Um, no Gavin Ward or anything like that. We've got Jeff Eltringham on Tuesday, Wednesday next week. We'll, but we'll talk about that next week. That name does ring a bell. Um, but I can't. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Why? So, Vic, we have a on Saturday away, away game. Um, mm. the third away game of the season. Mm. Uh, we'll count it as a second one because Stoke don't count. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we use the first half an hour against Sunderland, that's the for me. That's the blueprint. We talked about this a little bit last week. The first half an hour against Sunderland was the blueprint of what I want to see from Rotherham United, home and away. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. we were aggressive. We were in the face. We didn't let the home team settle. It allowed the the fans to get on their backs. I'm not sure that'll happen at this field, but yeah. it might. Um, but that's what you've got to do. You've got to be aggressive against these teams. It's no good sitting back like we have done in previous times. That, that we've got to do what we did against the first half an hour against Sunderland for me. Yeah, I mean, you know my view on this. It's. It, it, I, I think you're better off going there uh, all guns blazing and losing than going there like a, and, and going out with a whimper just trying to defend and losing, mm. you know. Um, we're, we're far more effective as a team, both defensively and offensively, when we're yeah. aggressive and when we're on the front foot. Um, you know, when we sit back and start to try and absorb the pressure, um, particularly in this league, um, you know, we're not we're not at that level yet where we're capable of doing it. Certainly not against the likes of Leicester and Norwich and so on. Although towards the back end, last 10, 15 minutes of that Norwich game, we were we were on the back foot. But um, yeah, I, I want to see the same as you. I want to see that sort of first 20, 25 minutes of of the Sunderland game performance on, on Saturday. And I think if we do that, um, then then we should be all right. Um, Huddersfield have got the problems off the pitch, and I accept that they've got probably the mm. best championship manager of all time uh, in charge of them. I, I don't think that, that's really in doubt, is it, you know? No. But, but he's having his issues, I think, off the field in terms of the support mm. he's been given. Um, so whether the fans are going to start to get on the back of not necessarily the team, but certainly the, the sort of hierarchy of the club, if things don't start to go their way, we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, yeah, get on the front foot and let's um, let's go after them because this is one of the teams that's going to be, we're going to be in and around the area where we are in the division as the season goes on, I think. Um, and it's about beating the teams around you in it. That's always that's a famous footballing cliche now, isn't it? But but it's yeah. true. Mm. Yeah, it is. So I've beaten Norwich if then lose to Huddersfield. It's all right. You know, pick up playing against Leicester if you then go lose yeah. to Cardiff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Danny's with us. Dan, no, notorious DOG as usual. Danny's watching. Only break at work. Danny's working tonight. That's why he can't be with us. Um, and that's why you missed the Hakima Doffin interview, which is devastating. <laughs> about <this. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Danny's with us. Thank you, Danny. Um, Russ Vernon says it's the return of a wild Scott Kent. Scott Kent says if Wild scores, does he celebrate? Um, you can't, we talked, can't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked, we, we talked prior off, off air before we started recording about films and TV. You know, if, if football was a film, um, if football was a film or TV show, Ben Wilds would score, wouldn't it? It just feels like it's written in the stars, Tom. Why have you said it? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll look great if he scores, we'll look like geniuses. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, I think he needed to kickstart his career. It stalled at us. 
he mm. everyone sees that he's a fantastic player, but you know, I, I you know for his sake, I hope he does play well. I'm not going to say score. I hope he plays well against us for the sake of it, and I hope he kicks on and becomes a proper player this this season, the player that we all know he can be. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a good lad as well, or, or so he seems. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, in in regards to that. Did he start last game? He started against West Brom, and if I, if you uh, if you watch the scout report we did with Cosy from, he takes his chance. He said he did very very well. He had a really really good start against against West Brom. There you go, yeah. mate. Yeah, again for his sake, I hope he has a good game. For our sake, I hope he's you know crap. Um, but you know it's it. You know I think every I think if if he scores, I think everyone <laughs> rise smile kind of thing. That's that's yeah. all you gotta say. As long as it's a relation goal, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> yeah. If he scores an own goal, I think it's it's fine. It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New Harry Maguire. I'll take that. Um <laughs> some lucky man in England. <laughs> um uh, Shirley says Wiles will have a big say inside this game. Feel like a turn up and play well, but also in the way we set up and play. That's true. Uh, John Morell says, plays well. If I was you, I wanted to turn to Bram Maguire and then turn good after this game. Yeah, I am with, I'm with John. Yeah. yeah. I hope he I hope he has the worst game of his career on Saturday. And then I hope he scores 20 goals the rest of the season. That's, yeah. that, that's how it works. Except when we're playing New York, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think I, sadly, I Nick, go on, Nick. Yeah. Go on. I'm just gonna I can't see him having a good game just because of the, the strength of our midfield is just just fantastic. I think he, he'll get overcrowded, overshadowed. Mm. Because most most right. midfielders do against against ours, I think, especially if if we play the way that we do at home, that they'll they'll be on him in a second. It'll be tough for him to get a foot in the game. I think I think he'll struggle. But mm. having said that, he's probably going to score now, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, and I suppose that's the thing we talked about five minutes ago, Mick, about our midfield. There's there are there's obviously teams in this division that's going to have strong midfield from us, but there's not many teams outside <laughs> probably the top ten. That are going to have stronger midfielders than us. Yeah. We, we've got other weaknesses that are, that are maybe going to cost us points this season. But if if Sally becomes into a battle in the midfield, I'm very very happy that we can match most teams outside of the the big boys. Really, uh, yeah, I am as well. Um, absolutely, I am. Uh, give it, having having said that, on on I'm, I'm positive that we can on very limited knowledge, um, having not seen much of them. You know. I don't think we did a bad job against Norwich, and I don't think we did a bad a job against Leicester, and I don't think we bad, did a bad job against um, Blackburn in midfield and Sunderland to a degree. Um, so, you know, Blackburn, I suspect, are probably going to be up there towards the end of the season. Leicester clearly are going to be up there, and Norwich should be up there. Um, so, I, I think you're right. Um, I think it's, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for a lot of teams. Um, Assuming that we can maintain fitness levels in there, so yeah, it, I don't envy uh, Wiles having to come up against them. I, I really don't, or anybody else for that matter. Mm. Um, yeah, they've also got Danny Ward playing from as well. If you want another uh, sort of subplot in there as well, yeah, I was going to say we can't we can't really go this you know this hardcore on the whole. You know, because yeah. one, yeah, they will get jinxed. So <laughs> the good thing is, Warnock can't score. I know he can beat us, but he can't score. Sure <laughs> that's one of the fun players. Watch, watch it happen. Watch um, him. I just <laughs> hope that, that Danny Ward's still just just that one single pace behind the ball every time. 
Um, oh, please. That's how he was with us, wasn't it? He it, it, it always got his weight on wrong foot or, or, mm. or just the foot too, too far to the left or too far to the right. So fingers crossed he's still got that in his game. Fingers crossed we don't yeah. watch this back on Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If Huddersfield fans are watching this, don't clip it. Just don't watch it. It's fine. Just don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, John Rell said earlier, you watch Wiles turn into prime PLO for yeah. one game and one game only. Yeah, hmm. yeah that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Shelley says, where do you think Revan will fit in? Does he come straight in the left back? Would you put him further forward? Yeah, so he's obviously signed on deadline day. wasn't eligible for the Norwich game. Um, and that is now he's now available. He's had the full international break. He's he's, he's had a good time. He gets two weeks to to sort of bed in, Mick. Mm. Um, based on how Bramall played against Norwich, you we, we'd be stupid to take Bramall out. To be honest with you, Bramall was excellent, and that pace is is great. I think it's right now it's Bramall's shirt. Yeah, it is. It is without without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, you know, like you say, he, he came back after after the disappointment of the Leicester game um, for him and. and Let's be fair, we, we, we're still talking about a disappointing result uh, against Leicester and, and, and it would have been a draw had it not been for his mistake, which is why he, why he was so upset about it. But, um, you know, he's he, he was excellent, like you said, against Norwich and it's his shirt at the moment. Um, but this 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 lad, he, Revan, he, he's, he's, he's a hot prospect, isn't he? Mm. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. So, you know, if 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 uh, Bramall's ball form does drop off, then there's somebody waiting in the wings to take his place. So yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult, isn't it? I, I, I'm assuming is is he an out and out left back or is he is, is he a left wing back? He seems left to be an out back. left back. I think. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I, I'm, I'm surprised no, you said as much as you have, Mick. To be honest, I'm, <laughs> just know, research. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> he, he, uh. It was no, I thought I thought he was played anywhere, has he? I might be I wrong. Thought, I thought he was on loan at Grimsby last season. Or maybe I've maybe I searched up a different Revan. Um but I, yeah, I think I think for now, I think you're right. I think it's Bramall's shirt to lose. Um which you know provides competition. It also could have been a matter of fact that a bid uh, a bid a, a club bidded for Bramall, um mm. or, or phone call or whatever, which never seems to help a mentality of a player. Um, so it could be that as well, could help him kick on a bit more now. Um, I think Bramall on his day is a great player. Um, I know we've spoken about him defensively, which I think everyone can see he's not defensively the most sound, but going forward, he's such a threat that mm. I think, uh, like you said, it is, is shirt, it's his shirt to lose now. Um, but yeah, did, did he play for Grimsby then? He did. He played, not for last season, the season before. He also right. played for Hereford in the same season. Right. But he is also, oddly, included the Aston Villa's Europa League squad. Yeah, he played uh, against um, yeah. Hibs. Yeah, well, they've registered him for the next stage of the competition as well, somehow. I don't know how, how and why they've done that, so he's on loan for the season. But was that like Coventry last season? Well, he's going to pick up a winner's medal, even though he's played just one game. <laughs> like a big fan of that. Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that may suggest that they rate him highly, and there's an interest in maybe calling back in January. That's something to keep your eye on. If, if he plays very, very well, you never know um, mm. how that's going to play out. Um, Powerman says we have Bramall could be rested Wednesday. That's something they got to bear in mind. Or Matt Taylor will obviously bear in mind is the selection because you don't go think about Saturday 
we've got to think about Wednesday and then the following Saturday as well. It's a big, it's a big week coming up mm. uh, with a couple of away games, two away, two away games, is it two away games, and then Preston next week. <clears throat> two away games and then top of the league at home. Yeah, easy peasy, <laughs> easy. Yeah. Uh, Shelley says he has played left wing, also central mid um, from it. Yeah. He said in his interview, I think, I think it was again through advertising, I think again, he, he is a left back. He can play centre half or he can play, I think he said play anywhere across the back. He can also play as a, as a midfielder as well. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> John Morell with his Aston Villa digs. They have six fingers, Matt. That's where that, that's why they've registered him. Registered him. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Tobias is not watching. <laughs> um, so, Tom, let's talk about what you want to do. What, what do you want to see going forward in terms of lineups? So, we've talked about Bramall. Obviously, I think we'll, we'll play. Are there any other changes you'd be tempted to make anywhere no. else? The big question for me is: Is Hugo and is Nombe going to come in? That's the big one, really. Yeah, I think I think you've, you have to play the same lineup. I think consistency is key. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he put Nombe in because Hugo was carrying an injury on him. I don't know if that's mm. sorted, so he yeah. might just decide to to rest him. Um, but in, in terms of consistency, I think every kind of every every manager wants consistency, whether or not. On paper, it's your best eleven. I don't think matters as much, um, as long as the team that you've put out has done a good job in the last game. It's harsh to drop players and put them in the second game, uh, the game after. Sorry. So I, I'd expect the same team, I'd, and to be honest, I'd expect the same sort of eleven for the rest of the season, uh, barring any late in, late free agent uh, inclusions who might push their way in. I think that's kind of the squad that we're getting for the rest. Well, until January at least, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think I think on paper right now, I think it is our, str- our strongest eleven. I think, like you said, the only player who maybe gets a shout is Nombe. But um, with like I said, with consistency and, and Hugo just scoring and, and playing well, um, mm-hmm. he, he'd be unlucky to get dropped. Yeah. Uh, Mick, same, same. I saw a question because I, I can't see anybody else changing, to be honest with you. Um, I can't see De- Limba Keita coming out. can't see why I changed Humphreys and, um, and Blackett. We'll talk about midfield three. Yeah. Uh, Is he injured? Sorry. That, uh, uh, it was a, it was a, I think it was a precaution why he didn't go with Jamaica. I don't think it was actual right. injury. Right. Um, okay. And then you've got the the, the front three, Hugel, um, Onya Dimne and Green. Mm. In, are you changing anything? Because that's they were great, mate. They were great. No, I, 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 well, I don't see why you would unless there's an injury. Um, you know, let's give the, these the, the the newer players chance to bed in, in in training and what have you, and ease them into the squad with some substitute appearances to start with. Given the performance of that last uh, that last game, excuse me, and also the, the performance leading up to the goal at, at Sunderland as well, and and the Leicester game. You know, you, why would you? There's, there's, mm. there's absolutely no need to, so uh, we can just sort of, like you say, ease those uh, other players in. Mm. Yeah. Um, John Ralph says, knowing on Warnock's side, you, you should start off Hugo, let him rough him up the back line a little bit, and they're in pace later on, which is probably what Nombe would do. Mm. Um, again, you've got to think about the week. You know, it's Hugo's not going to start three games in a week, probably, especially if he's carrying knee injuries, and Nombe's going to get his chance over the next three games, you'd probably expect, mm. even if it doesn't start Saturday. Um, Shelley says it should be the same line that played Norwich number is useful with his pace and power from 60 minutes onwards which is back to John's point mm. which I think is fair as well Freezing Fury wants to come back on the Ben Wilds issue issue talk 
Um, it says, do not care about Wales. He isn't a Rotherham player anymore. We seem to get caught up in sentiment. Hope he has a stinker. And I am not fussed what he does going forward. We have a better midfield going forward. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. I can see what you're saying there, but it does benefit us because if he starts to develop and show, and, and achieves, his, or achieves his potential, then I'm sure we'll be a nice sell on the balls yeah. when others feel sell him on to a Premier League side. So, yeah. you know, it, it is in our interests for him to do well, but obviously... Not at our cost. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want Scott winning gold to send us down or all like that. Obviously, no, exactly. Precisely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, talk about films earlier on. Maybe that's maybe that's the end. Oh, of it. Just, it was written up. <laughs> Let's do some predictions before we start crying about it. Mick, <laughs> thoughts for sign yes. prediction? <laughs> that's a deep sigh. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> It was. I've gone consistently 2 0 because I know at some stage this season we're going to win 2 0. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. That's like the casino uh, hack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think miss one, I'm going to stick with 2 0. Okay. No worries. Uh, Danny's sent his in and he's gone 1 1, um, which is mm. take a draw. I'm going to positive and I'm going to say 2 1 towards. Oh. Um, I just that that start at Sunderland was too positive to ignore, to be honest with you. And, and Huddersfield's not, not as good as Sunderland, mm. um, so why not? Uh, Tom, what do you reckon? I was gonna go 2 0, but I think I, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, so I think I'm gonna go 2 3. You know what? I'm gonna go 3 1. 3 1, yeah, go a bit different. Yeah, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet either, to be honest no, with you. But I, I think, I think, I think we'll be, you know. I, ho- I hope that we'll be comfortable by that point, and that it's not just a, you know, it's a it's a late goal rather than a, you know. I think you've got to you've got to look that this defence have have been woeful to start with at the beginning of the season at Stoke and got gradually better and better and better, um, and the performances have been very good. And we've only conceded against two of the top sides realistically uh, in the last two games. I'd, I'd, I think had had we not been playing Norwich. And Leicester at home in these last two games, and when they've been playing teams in around us, I think those clean sheets would have come. I, I, I'm absolutely sure of that. Uh, you know the quality that those two teams have got to to, to penetrate anybody's defence in this league. Uh, you know, is way above what anybody else has got. So that clean sheet will come, and I, I'm 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 going for it on Saturday. Yeah, I like it. It's worth pointing out. This is a minor, minor, very minor record, but I'm pointing out on this last show that. If we score on Saturday, we'll have scored the first six games, and we haven't done that in the second tier since 1961. Um, so it's a bit of a minor record to take off if we do score, which I I, I can't see us not scoring. I'm, we may, it may go nil nil, but I've got so much confidence that we'll get a goal at the minute. Um, mm. I'd be surprised if we don't chalk that one up. So just something very minor to, put, to keep your eye on. Um, John Brown says 1 1 for him. Your away record, record is dire, and both sides don't. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. Um, They've lost both home games so far. They have played Leicester and Norwich, to be fair to them. So um, have we, at home. And... That's true, actually. And we picked yeah. up three points. Yeah, stuff them. Reg says 3-1 of either team. Uh, Powermad 1-1 says 1-1 as well. It's a popular score. I think we are the better team, but our waveform stinks. Chav says 0-2, as I think is to them. Uh, IFC yeah, OK says 2 We're the away side. That's 2-0 to us, isn't it? We're the away side. I always put that the first scores us because we're talking about us. Um, Chav Lesnar. Um, <laughs> Russ Burns is 3 1. Ruth Clark says 2 1 to the Millers. 
Aaron says 1-1. One, one. Uh, John F says 4-1 to the Millers with Wilds scoring. Yeah. Uh, Z Thompson says 3-1 to the Millers with no Ben Wilds fear. Steve Thompson says 0-0. Nil, nil. Um, and CJ134 says 1-0, a 79th minute goal. I like it. Um, Reg says, do we think it'll be a scrappy game? I mean, Mick, and this, but Neil Warnock was our manager, so I can, I can say this. Has there ever been a pretty game involving Neil Warnock? Not really. Not really. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, uh, that's not Neil Warnock's um, uh, style, is it, I guess? Um, and and he, he will have seen the way, they will have scouted the way we've played in these last two games and, and, and looked to see the fact that we are trying to, to maintain a bit of possession and play a little bit of football. Um, so I would argue, and I don't, I feel like I'm being a really big head saying this. I would argue if it's a scrappy game, it would benefit them more than it would benefit us. Mm. Which, you know, I've never, I can't remember the last time I've been able to say that about a Rugby United side. Um, so I, I would argue that's what you'll probably aim for. Yeah. Mm. Um, we'll have to wait and see whether they're able to achieve it or not. Chav says it's to the Millers. He did mean 2 0 to the Millers. Yeah, Chav. Fair. Um, yeah, finish on that, Tom. What do you expect to see in terms of a game? Do you think it's going to be a scrap for today? Going to try and bring it down to the, to the level think, that it was last year? I think I think quality wise, it's going to be worse than Leicester and Norwich. I don't think it'll be down to either team. I just think that's how, that's how our away form kind of goes. I mean, our, our first half against Sunderland was, by all intents and purposes, scrappy. In a way, we didn't have as much as the ball as you thought we would have. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we'll I think we use the ball a lot better now, which is um, a, a, a big positive. So I think when I think when we have the ball, we will use it better. But again, with us, I, I <clears throat> when teams play a low block like Neil Warnock's sides usually do, we don't tend to have that kind of final product that cutting edge so <clears throat> maybe with the players that we brought in the likes of Kafu Green and uh, Onya Demon we, we will change that but I think it'll still be scrappy because I think they'll make it a scrappy game because of Warnock not because of anything that they do um, and then I think we will inevitably try and not but also inevitably fall into that the good thing is I think we've got players for a scrap you want, a, you want a scrap, you want Ali Rathbone. You want a scrap on Jordan Hugel. Yeah, exactly. We, we, I, think, I think we still have got it in our locker to do with that. Um, mm. I think. Well, we have. Um, well, you've got Kafu in there as well, don't forget, in that midfield. He's yeah, a street fighter, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Andre Green's not frying the mix in it with players. Fred, he, he, he's, he's, he has no issues with it, you know. So, uh, yeah, they're up for a scrap, they're up for a scrap. Well, I'm, I'm sure we can compete in that department. Um, yeah. It's just about it's kind of who's got that who's got the more quality in it, and uh, having not seen anything of them this season, the results suggest it should should go our way. But with that caveat, I've as has been mentioned a few times in the comments, they are the waveforms. Patchy, patchy. I'm sure they're going. John says, let's be honest, you won't have a better chance to get an away win. A away win is probably against one of the weakest sides that's teasing. Yeah, but they have just won, sadly. They might boil. Mm -hmm. Tom, you're going to be begging for a win because this is this is this is, might be the best chance all season for three wins back to back. 
Oh my god, no. I forgot about that. It might be the best chance you've got. Oh my god. If we do win, oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Mick, you were there for that episode, were you? Me? Mick, did you were you there when this bet was placed, Mick? I I I'm not involved in it, mate. Were you, were you were you there? Are you aware of this? I, I'm aware that I've so no, I weren't listening. To be honest, somewhere about fifty quid and three three games, three wins. Yeah, on yeah, top yeah. wins. Yeah, I thought you were, you were in Dublin at the time, weren't you? So I thought you were too much Guinness. Imagine, or imagine if it happens this early on as well. Holy, and then that'd, be, that'd be brilliant if it happens. That'd be so. I oh my god, up it to a hook now, kidding. Shelley says Victor will have a scrap as well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. fair comment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rotherham fan wants to ask, would you take a draw if somebody offered you one point right now? Are you, are you taking no. that, Tom, or are you risking taking the, no, risking, risking the three points? I think we need to break the stock of this away away form. I think I think we need to go into it one in a win. As soon as we mm-hmm. start thinking, oh, I'll take a draw here against, as somebody said up before, one of the weaker sides, then you know, what kind of what mm-hmm. kind of ambition is that? Um, I think I think we should want want all these all um. I think we should want or um to go into this game wanting to win and wanting to win comfortably, um comfortably and in- emphatically as well. So, you know, no. <laughs> it's full of clips. Hey, we're still fans watching this show is full of clips for you tonight if you win. If you win, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Uh we've given some we've given you some material, let's put it that way. Mm. Um John says we've jinxed it. Sorry, I found I've jinxed it, Tom. We're not gonna win there because of uh, <laughs> Mentioning it, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? I've I've got nothing else to talk about. Is there anything else you always want to mention? Uh, we, uh... I think it's just been mentioned in the comments there. Yeah, I just wish uh, Victor a happy birthday today. Yes. Uh, our, um, our Vikings. When he, I'm going to 25th birthday today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Birthday, Victor. Like a clean sheet for his for a birthday present. Absolutely right. Last, well. last year on his birthday, we beat Blackpool three um, nil. So hopefully, uh, a repeat. Can, um, oh, it's not. He's on his birthday. Hopefully, he can get a similar win. Mm. Um, yeah, win away, a win at home, and sail to the Premiership. Says Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> not like getting carried away, is there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I said this. I spoke. I spoke to Gab on his show last week. I said. It's about trying to maintain level-headedness at this stage because we're all like, really excited about the way we've played, and I think we've, there's real loads of positivity. But we're only there's only been four games really. We discount the Stoke game, so mm. yeah, trying to get too high. We're in Saturday, <laughs> trying well, to get too high on that one. The performances have been there, which I think is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Key. Consistently as well. But yeah. Um, right, so we'll wrap it up there. Thank you all who has been with us tonight. Uh, we will be back on. Well, we'll be back. You will to see us on Friday evening. Oh, Matt, uh, should we uh, address the? the... Oh, yeah, just sorry, that... there was a yeah. That... Scott, we... Scott Kent interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> Scott Kent wants to mention the the Klukas. Sam Klukas. Sam. Yes. yes. Uh, Matt Till has mentioned that there could be a, a signing before the weekend. Sam Klukas looks to be the one that's. Almost a done deal. Uh, he's a sort of a forward-thinking player that was at Stoke. Plenty and plenty and plenty of championship experience. One of those players that on his day is a really, really good player. Um, that's all I have to say about him, to be honest with you. I don't know if you boys have got anything to add. I think it's a good signing. I think it's a really good signing if he if comes in. Yeah. 
I think yeah, I think he's a he's a very uh, what's the word industrious midfielder. I think yeah. he, he he does he does the dirty work well, and he'll he'll just be a good addition in squad depth, which is some something that we've spoken about a lot being lacking. Um, yeah. Midfield area is not really where we are lacking, but at the same time, um, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> I think he can play fullback as well, or he did at one point in his career, okay. which you know it'd be it'd be good if you know just to have cover all over the pitch and you know he's he's experienced and that's versatility. Sort of, yeah versatility key. yeah, um, but that's the sort of player that we're bringing in as an experienced championship player, which we never we've never done before, uh, the likes of you know Morrison Hall, you know that kind of caliber of player. So yeah, I, I don't think he'll be a starter if he does come, but I think he's a very good option to have both off the bench and as a rotational player. So mm. you know. Yeah. A couple of people mentioned if he can stay fit and not played a lot in the last two years. Well that that's true, but that tells me you'll be we'll be getting a bargain, won't we? Yeah. He won't be on ten grand a week if he's been injured for the last two seasons. He can't he can't just fill his wages. So we're probably getting a player on reasonable wages that has the potential to be an excellent player. So mm. I think it's uh, yeah. I hope it comes through. I think it helps with squad depth. Um, yeah. Last call. Anything else? No, I saw it before, so I thought we should probably address <laughs> it. Right. He did mention it earlier, fair to Scott. I've <clears throat> star it, but I forgot to mention it. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, who's been with us. Friday night, the Hakima Dolphin interview will be up at around eight o'clock time. I'll stay, stay attached to the socials on mm. X and Facebook. Um, you'll be able to see that through there. And then we'll be back again on Sunday, which will be our fourth, our fourth episode in five days when we review the Huddersfield game and look ahead to Millwall away on Wednesday as the exotic fixtures keep coming. Huddersfield and Millwall, how exciting. Um, yeah, thank you. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and give, it, give the video a thumbs up as well. Uh, we've just tipped over 1,200 if we can get. Any game close to 13 within the next before Christmas, that'd be lovely. Um, if you're iTunes on Spotify, make sure you have given us a five-star rating and followed or subscribed wherever you are listening to that. Um, thank you, everybody, who has been with us tonight. Thank you who all is going to watch the, a Dolphin interview tomorrow. I hope you enjoy it because I think it's pretty good mm-hmm. for him, from him, not us, obviously. Um, but, yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tom, for being with us again tonight and uh, for giving up most of your evening. It's been good. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Really nice. Uh, and, Mick, same again for you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see your family for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're buzzing. I'm sure they're really, yeah, I'm sure they're really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. And up the millers. Up the millers. <laughs> It's a Wales, Wales to a goal, Swansea beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 years, Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.